0: And on today's impromptu of Auntie Said, I'm Misha.
1: I'm Crystal. I'm Kiev. And we are talking about toxic motherhood. All right. So it's usually four of us. Kazia um, is home battling COVID. We miss you, but thanks for not bringing COVID here to us. Get well. Get, Get well. Soon. So we're going to talk about something that the three of us all share in common is motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the things that maybe we have struggled with as far as being moms or things that we have seen that we feel are toxic issues that moms might have. I know this all came because of a um, meme that said something along the lines that we weren't ready to discuss that toxic mothers are just as damaging as absent fathers. And so that kind of sparked conversation between all of us. and so we're going to talk about that with you guys today. And you can send any comments to our DMs. You can find us on IG at Auntie Said. Um, we will have any other links that you guys can communicate with us on there as well. As, um, so, you know, follow us, get to know us, become our friend, become our listeners, all that good stuff. All right, ladies, let's talk about toxicity in motherhood versus absent fathers. Such a great topic I'm ready to hear everyone's <laughs> thoughts Go ahead. so I mean I think sometimes is it always bad to have an absent father is that always a bad thing no
2: it's not always bad I feel but I do feel that you are affected
1: yes I do agree with that
2: I think well yeah I got to say sometimes I feel that absence that um, affect females well being more than they do men but you know I think it probably just depends on the person because I think it goes both ways but because I only have girls I can see the effects of it in girls
1: right and I guess with me having boys I can kind of see the effects of it as far as things that I wish he would have been there to teach them Mm -hmm. things that I you know My son asked me how to shave his pubes. I don't know, son. And I don't want you to cut your willy off. So, you know, let's talk to someone else who can help. Um, You know, it's little stuff that I see, you know. But I definitely think, I think anytime a father is absent, that there's definitely a void. Not necessarily emotionally, Always, so I think sometimes when people think absent fathers, it's like, oh, they're not going to mature emotionally. It could literally just be the physicality of having a male presence there um, and seeing that's not
2: COVID. We
1: did you talk about what's going on, but that ain't COVID. Don't y'all worry about it. <laughs> um, just the presence of him there teaching young men how to grow up to be a man um teaching you know but then again like I guess the reason why I asked is it always bad because my kid's dad is great at some things and not great at other things Mm -hmm. and I feel like some of the things that they would have seen or learned from him being around they possibly won't um, like, he had some toxic traits that I didn't want them to pick up on and see. So, I don't know if his absence is worse than his presence.
2: But, as the child, they don't know those traits. And so, he's just absent. It's
1: That's a good point. It's not that
2: he's absent and it's good that he's absent because he has these traits. Because they don't know that. It's the fact that he's absent. Now, with my situation... Um and in the beginning I was like, um I'm the one that's gonna always keep it real. <laughs> in the beginning it was like, uh, I don't want his ass around my kids anyway because blah 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 blah. Um but having girls it it really was it really did affect them and it and it still does. Um and then it's also a difference between being absent with certain kids and having whole families with other kids. That's a whole truth. Yeah, and having whole other families. Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah. So I think I fall kinda of in between on all of them because <laughs> on one hand I grew up with a father that wasn't my biological father. But I always felt a void in my life, not knowing that I had a biological father. If that makes sense, like
1: we're gonna get into that story time later, <laughs> right? No, because that's a whole other podcast in itself. But what you're saying is something in you knew, even yeah, though there was, was a man war. that was there that was portraying to be your biological father, there was something in you that felt like something, something was, was missing off or something yeah. was missing. Um but I
0: definitely think I think all parties are affected whether you realize it or not. And like Kiev was saying earlier, like you can not really know it at the time I guess and mm-hmm. just, you
1: know, still, be used to it. Right. I guess My thing is, I think we're looking at absent fathers as in their physicality, though. So, okay. I was married before for a very long time. I don't know how I did it. I hope he's not listening if he is. I don't know how i stayed married to you as long as I did. You're a great dad, by the way. And that's um, what matters. Right. But he's an absent father. He was an absent father when we were married. He is a great dad. He's but a great abs- provider. Okay. I take okay. that back. You're not a great dad. Uh, you make no. good money. <laughs> hey, I'll also keep it real. Um, so, know what I'm saying is... But that is a good thing to
0: differentiate. Like, can you be right. a great provider for your kids versus actually a good parent? Right. He's
1: never really been absent. Like, even... Mm-hmm. I remember when my boys were little, if I were going somewhere, my mom or my dad would be like, well, we go get the boys so that he don't have to watch them, so he don't have to keep them. Because if he were to keep them, he'd go downstairs, he'd play his game, and i come back home, and they haven't eaten. They haven't done anything. They've just been sitting there watching TV, waiting for me to get back for them to eat. He was never present. And so after we got divorced, I was very concerned that my boys were going to um, you know, um, be like, oh my God, I miss my dad, I miss my dad, and... One of my sons made the comment. They were like, it's no different than when he lived with us. And I was like, he's never been present. So he was an absent dad who was physically there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess that was where I was going with that question about absent dads. and Because even if they're there, it doesn't mean that they're putting in any quality. That's true. They're not teaching the kids anything or, you know, so can a dad, an absent dad, be just as bad as having a dad present? You know what I'm saying? Because we had a present absent dad at my house. So let's flip it to the whole thing of the meme
2: was, is it worse than being a toxic mom? An absent dad. Is an absent dad worse than being a
1: toxic mom? I'm going to say no. I would much rather have an absent dad and a toxic mom.
0: So, and I think my argument was a lot of times, because let's be let's be very honest. I don't think, at least no one I know, no mother I know, signs up and say, Hey, sign me up to be a single mom. I want to carry this load by myself. I don't think any woman really ever signs up to 100% know that I'm going to have to do this by myself from all aspects and I think unfortunately especially in our culture like we don't talk about our feelings we don't voice you know our opinions and how things impact us and make us feel so we keep all these things bottled up inside so a lot of times and especially if you grew up in a toxic environment that you may not even really realize what's toxic because Mm -hmm. let's be for real Toxic is one of those new hot words. Mm-hmm. It hasn't always been a thing for something to be toxic. So I may not have liked your behavior and I may have thought you were shitty, but I never classified you as toxic. Although you may have really been toxic, now toxic is a trigger word, it's a hot word. Everybody is toxic when
1: they really may or may not be toxic. Mm-hmm. I was literally gonna ask y'all, so what to you is toxic? Because I think, too, it's one of those words where, although if we were to pull out the Merriam Webster, there would be a definition for toxic, um, I think people define it differently. Different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's toxic to me may not be toxic to someone else. Right. So I think part of being a toxic mom comes from knowing. That you are Intentionally Doing something to your children You know what I'm saying Like I feel like it has to have a little bit of intentionality Just a little bit of it I don't
2: think Because Now that like you stated Now that it's a trigger word And you know that um, You know This is toxic And that's toxic A lot of parents do stuff And I don't think it'd be A lot of moms do things And I don't think it'd be intentional but it just be what they're used to. Right. It just be generational. It just be like learned what? behavior. Like how they talk, how they treat girls versus how they treat boys. Right. Got you. Okay. How they talk to, you know, mm-hmm. the kids. Get the fuck out in my face and all this other kind of stuff. It
1: might not be, I'm intentionally, they don't, I don't think they even think that far. They're not it. intentionally being toxic, but they're intentionally doing something because it's how they've been done. So... It's it's the choice to not say, hey, when my mom talked to me this way, I hated that and I don't want to do it instead of saying I was just fine. Yeah, my mama might have hit me with a broomstick and she might have called me a fast little hoe, but I grew up and I was just fine. You're intentionally choosing, you know what I'm saying? Or even intentionally choosing not to go back and address it. Like, okay, for me, for example, I got a foul mouth. And when my kids get on my nerves, it just seems to like go from like sailor to Satan, (laughs) like that. You know what I'm saying? Like my baby boy just last week. I come home from work, I'm tired, I'm trying to just, you know, hey everybody, hey, my husband's at the door, you know, he's needing a little attention, and I'm like, Okay, hey, hey, how y'all doing? There is a literal shit ton of laundry to be folded. (laughs) So I'm getting ready to go fold the laundry that's over on the couch, and I step yeah, into the den. Fast. That everybody walks says, Now, mind you, I don't ask my kids to fold laundry because I also am a little ADHD, OCD. I like it folded a certain way, so don't touch my shit. I fold it. Don't worry about it. You just put it up. But I walk into the den. There is a paper plate with half a sandwich on it. There is an orange peel on the couch. Not an orange. But the peel from the orange. So he just on the couch. It. Right. There's a cup. There's a protein bottle. And here's my son laying on the floor with his pants and his underwear beside him. <laughs> playing a video game.
2: Pants and underwear? But he had on
1: shorts. But he took uh, off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't ask yeah. me why he took oh, okay. off his underwear. They look clean <laughs> from what I can tell. <laughs> you know. But he's playing the game. And I was like. absolutely fucking not that's what we're not gonna do. I was like, get all of this shit. Get it out of the room. I was like, you can't even come in the den. Like, before you know it, there was a whole 15 minute just I'm not doing this shit with you. I'm tired of this shit. You can't come in my den. Take your shit upstairs. Eat over the trash can. If you want to act like you ain't got no home training, I'll treat you like a little animal. Like,
0: this whole...
1: He had pushed a button because I have come up with cleaning schedules and when you come home, just take your stuff to your room, throw your food away, like I've done it the nice way in my mind. And so I know that that's prop right. right. I know that he knows better, but I also knew every word that came out my mouth. I also knew like, Crystal, but you don't have to take it this far.
0: But you kept on.
1: But I kept on. I was being toxic as shit. OK, But I intentionally went upstairs afterwards. He was very upset. He didn't talk to me for two days and I let him have his little attitude. I didn't even care, but I sat down with him. I was like, I am sorry for the way that I spoke to you. I was like, I was very frustrated with the things you did. I was like, it is very hard for me. I was like, because as your parent, I have to be the serious one. I was like, it frustrates me when I have to come home and put up your clothes and you're on the game playing with your dad, but you've made a mess in the house that I now have to clean I was like, that bothers me. I was like, but that doesn't give me the right to speak to you this way. So I also was intentional about not letting him ooze and sit in all this toxic crap that I had spewed. Mm -hmm. I apologized about what I did. So when I'm saying like they're being intentional, whether it is choosing to handle the situation the way you handled it or by choosing not to go in and swallow that pill and say, hey, you know what? Mom's human and I mess up. I apologize that's what I mean by if a mom to me is being toxic there's a bit of intentionality behind it not that you're intentionally trying to be toxic but that you're doing something that you know when it was done to you you probably didn't like it or if it were to be done to you you wouldn't like it like if my husband would come home and speak to me the way I had spoke to him he would be my ex-husband too like I'd be on ex-husband number two because I, I wouldn't deal with that you know what I'm saying so I think there's a bit of intentionality between, well, behind toxic traits in people, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: So does an apology or a let's go back and talk about it after I have internally acknowledged that I have, you know, exhibited these toxic behaviors, did that excuse it from being toxic? Like, does that make it not toxic? Like, does that make you less toxic than the person that doesn't go... I think it might make you less toxic because
2: you're trying to balance it out. Right. You learn that because I actually had to do that too. Um, Apologize to my girls and told them that, you know, it's some things that I'm working on. You know, I might say some things, but this is what I mean. Everything be out of love, but I need you to do this. Um, And they look at me crazy, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that before it would have been like, just get out of my face. Mm -hmm. Right. Now it's like, okay, y'all come back. I apologize or, um, I apologize for what I said, but I meant what I said. (laughs) Right. So my apologies go like that, but I'm still learning, you know what I mean? Because I feel everything
0: that I'm saying is out of love. I just need to deliver it better. Right. Which goes
1: back to this about what you say, what, how you say it. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. When I think, when I think the term "toxic mom," I'm thinking of women who intentionally use their children to get back at the fathers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. to me, like that's where my mind goes. But again, that's why I'm saying like the definition of toxic is so broad because I'm sure my son, if he uses the word like oh bro you're toxic like they say that to each other so I know he would have been like mom that was real toxic of you he would have used it that way but in my mind when I think of it it's the the she might listen to this too oh well my brother's second baby mama like how she won't let us see our niece because we won't buy her the things that she wants us to buy and I'm like We got bills to pay at home. We can't afford to buy her everything you want her to have. Like, you're her mom. Number one, nobody told you to lay up with my brother who already had kids that he didn't take care of. You made that choice. You thought you were special. He proved you wrong. Um, That was your problem. Like, we don't owe you because you made a bad decision. You know, and so the fact that you are now holding her hostage due to your demands. Like, we can only see her at Christmas when we bring gifts. And it's only for a few minutes. And it's supervised. And it's like, but... We took care of her when you couldn't get out of bed. Because she was shrunk out. Like, come on. Like, don't. But it was... It's just using... Using the kids as leverage. Using them as pawns. That, to me, feels very toxic. Oh, um, that is
0: toxic. Yeah. On both parents. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, I think when I think of toxic parenthood, I think of stuff like that... Um, now, if you are purposely verbally abusing your kids, yeah. Yeah. I think that's toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and I think. I mean, when I hear the stories
2: now of different people and the relationship they have with their mom, it's a lot of people that do not get along with their mom. And they'd be like, because she's jealous of me. And I'd
0: be like, What? and that's sad I think that really which is a whole other conversation but that's a real thing and that's unfortunately one of those things most times you don't really realize until like a hindsight like you've now grown and you have enough wisdom to stand on your own to kind of differentiate your feelings and then it's like okay well what else could it have been to make you have those feelings that's toxic too like that's a level of toxicness too it's a level of To me, when I think of like a toxic mom or whatever, it's like just the ability of being extremely controlling. Like you're the parent, you're the person that has more wisdom. So you can see a little bit more than I can. And you know how a certain situation might or might not make me feel and you use it to your advantage or disadvantage, you know, in whatever a situation may be. Because I feel like... I guess that goes back to a little bit of the intentionality of it. Like, as the parent, you know more than I do. Like, that's the whole reason you're the parent. That's why you're to lead me. That's why I'm to follow your direction. And if you are intentionally, you know, putting me in a place that's not safe for me for whatever reason, whether it's your own feelings because you can't separate your feelings or Mm. whatever it may be, that's toxic for me as a child. Because as a child... My only job should be to be happy and healthy. Like, I shouldn't have to worry about troubles of the world because I'm,
1: as a child, I don't Mm. know those
0: things. And as my mom, if you know these things and you're not really intent, fully preparing me for whatever reason, that's toxic on your behalf because you're not really, you're not helping me. Like, Mm. you're not benefiting me. You know what the outcome is going to be. If whether A or B, whether A is good and B is bad. And because of whatever feelings within yourself or whatever it may be, you're limiting or prohibiting yourself from showing me different things. I think that's toxic. Like,
1: so when a mom or a dad or a grandparent, whoever might be raising a child says stuff like, well, they got to learn sometime. Right. Does that feel toxic? Like, is that that person? Because I think sometimes, too sometimes you can try to teach somebody something and they All don't want to learn All you know Especially so <laughs> it's one of those things where can being too parental be toxic when you have those parents who helicopter. won't let yes well mm-hmm. not even i not even just like helicopter because I mean to me a helicopter parent a helicopter is watching over. If, if there is a fire happening, unless it's a fire helicopter and it just happens to be full of water, it still can't put the fire out. It can tell you where the fire is, right. it can tell you which way it's going, but it can't really put the fire out. I'm talking about those smothering parents who the child doesn't get to make any decisions. Um, I remember growing up, my parents would tell us to do stuff, and it was always because I said so, because I'm your mom. And then I remember when it was time for me to start making decisions, I didn't know how. Mm hmm. Like, I didn't know why I believed what I believed. Right. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to decide for myself for anything. And when I would make a decision, the only thing I thought was, how is Kevin and Shirley going to feel about this? The fact that I will be 40 in two months and I still don't do certain things because I'm like, if I do this, my parents going to be like... Bruh, right? My hair is brown now because if I would have made it blue, my mom and dad would have been like, oh. My hair hasn't been cut in a couple of months because if I were to cut it, my parents be like, oh. I still make decisions based off of what they say. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that they didn't equip me to make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. Is that toxic? Like Is that toxic? They, I think that's a
0: whole level of controlling though. Like And
1: control can be that's, very that's toxic. toxic. That's
0: toxic. You
2: know what I'm saying? Like So that's me then.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. Um and, and I I learned that When I do it, is it wasn't done to, I feel it wasn't done to be controlling. Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier today, um, a lot of stuff is based off of uh, what you say, trauma, Trauma, uh huh, past experiences, past experiences, trauma, um, to where I'm like, okay, I just, I guess I've just been making decisions or whatever, and so as my kids got older, um. I start being like, you don't know? You don't know how to do that? Or um, for them to do certain things that they don't do. And I'm like, okay, well, what you think of this? What you think? Like, no, don't tell me. And because I got three different, three three girls that think very differently. Mm-hmm. One is going to be like, mom, you know, whatever you say. And the other one is like, ah, uh, no, it's what I say. <laughs> and then my baby girl like, well... Do you think I should do this or this? And I'm like, I caught it this time on the mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> Whatever you think, you know. I like this when it comes to their clothes, when it comes to certain stuff. But it I felt like it was not controlling to take away their power. It was more as a a loving,
1: gentle something. Suggesting and controlling are different, though. Like, if you were to tell them... No, it wasn't suggested. I know. <laughs>
2: no. I said I just caught it. I said I just caught it. Okay. I mean, but... that baby, that middle, uh, my middle child will show you who you are. Right. And I told you, she showed me who I am. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm now easing up to be like, I need to not do the same things with my baby. And to make sure that she knows,
1: you know, to be empowered in her choices. But, um... Yeah, I have to learn. So this is a little off topic, but that brings me to a thought. Something that my parents say, and I hate it, but I wonder how true it is. You said that you, by watching and learning with the first two, you've made adjustments with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the second-born child in the family, and the first daughter in the family, um, I watched my parents' baby, my sister. I'm not baby, sorry, because you. Yeah, I watched them <laughs> raise my sister differently. differently than me. And then, uh, and she would argue me up and down, like, nah, I went through this and I went through that and mama did that. And I'm like, girl, please, mama would slap me with her cane oh, if facts. I did half the stuff that you did. Facts. And then my parents decided, why not go for another one? And they had another baby. And my sister would be like, they let her do whatever she wants. And I'm like, oh. Oh, mm-hmm. so you see that, like how. With parenting, you grow. So, do we owe those older children something?
2: Oh yeah. So you have seen the TikTok that says, "Are you okay?" Mm. <laughs> it's a it's a thing that like, oh, we grew up together, and it's the mom oh, asking the child, yes. "Are you okay?" And they're like, "I'm okay." Yeah. that So that firstborn always will be fucked. <laughs> but it no, it really depends on. Where you are. I had my kids young. Right. I had my kids young. And who I was then is not the same person as who I am now. Also, I was more single parent than I am now. You know what I mean? And each child, you will raise differently because each child... Is different. It's different. And they require different things from you. Right. Like, each child teaches me different things. and You know, it's for certain reasons. So... Um, yeah each shot is different But that I feel like with my first It wasn't just It was boom boom Mine was 18 months apart Girl I got
1: you beat 13 three minutes Honey <laughs> So it was just both of them It ain't yeah. just one Right 13 months three minutes Yes, yes. So yeah You owe them probably <laughs> <laughs> but th- And that's hard for kids To understand too Or for some kids To understand Like my middle son He has a really hard time Understanding like he lives in this idea that the world is fair. Um, and, well, because he says a lot and it bothers me. And I try not to let it bother me. I try just to kind of laugh it off. But, like, oh, dad used to beat me. And y'all didn't love me like y'all love Josh. And I was like, you know, and they'll probably hear this too. Josh was a really good kid. Mm-hmm. Like, he was actually a really good mm-hmm. kid. Josh, Josh didn't, he didn't get in trouble. He didn't <laughs> get into stuff. Neither did I James. mean, the worst thing that Josh would do would be like, he would steal cookies and he would put them in his diaper and eat them later, like wet and covered in pee. He ew, would eat the cookies no, later. That's the worst thing but he would even do. Even
2: goddamn now. Even goddamn now. So Jade is away in college. She came home this weekend because we went to go get her hair done. Mm-hmm. Them kids treat me so bad. Jade was like, "I'll do it. I'll do it, mommy. I I got it." I'm like, I don't like them kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know there, they just Can't like, you just stay
0: here with me? Right. And see me they well. difference. Right. I learned. But I started late, so I only have my one.
1: But I feel like you couldn't pay me to have another one, right? Like Lord, you <laughs> Look, don't put that out there. I'm almost 40. We are yet. rebuking this. Yeah. We are rebuking this. Uh-uh, don't put no
2: extra kids out there. My babies. You got
0: almost
2: yes. grown. Your kid. Your child is nowhere near almost grown. <laughs> He's self sufficient. There you That's go. Different.
0: There we go. <laughs> that
1: makes a total difference.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yes, yeah, when comes another day.
1: Ooh, ooh. Mm. So, Anchor is a wonderful (laughs) app that allows you to podcast from anywhere. Just like the three of us are gathered in Anisha's den, we can podcast from here. Or like we did our first episode that we hope you guys get to hear if we can figure out how to fix it. We did it from three different locations. Use Anchor to have a wonderful podcast just like this one. Auntie said. All right. So after that brief break. Yes. So, we gotta work on that, y'all. we we, we it. learning. we learning. I think you did a pretty good job. Thank job. you. That yeah. little little commercial. It See, I'm right in. There it you did. go. But yeah. Uh, You're gonna
2: anchor that conversation right
1: there. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like I feel like, you know. Maybe I owe my oldest child an apology. But he tells me all the time I owe him an apology for having the other kids. He was like, you should have (laughs) just... Oh, Oh, yeah. He'll tell you the minute. He said, I was good enough. And I'm like, you were right, baby. You were right. I just... You made it so easy for me. I was like, yeah, have enough. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can do this. Food your ass. Tremendously. (laughs) Food that ass. Yeah. So, you know, just trying to explain to them, though, that I... I do things differently with you all because you're different. And, like, w- with Hunter, like, I'm like, Hunter, if my children were to say it, Hunter and Philip are both going to say they're my favorite kids. Josh is going to be like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I but I'm like, too. Hunter's like, hey, ma, let's go to the mall. And we'll get in the car and we'll go to the mall. Mom, let's go get Starbucks. And we'll go get in the car and go get Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I parent you differently as well. Then you know, but he
2: doesn't. Dang. No, I mean, the middle ones, they be spoiled as hell. And
0: she cost me the most money. But do y'all think that also has to do with just being at, because I think a lot of times people in general forget, like, parents don't get a rule book, there's no guidebook, like, you're a real person going through real life issues yourself, trying to figure yourself out, and now you have these whole human beings that you're responsible for so you your difference in parenting do you think a part of it also is contributed to where you just are differently you're in a different place mm-hmm. as a person absolutely
2: of course, I I definitely think that. That's why I think if I was to have a baby later on in life, that baby I'm not having no fucking I'm about to but say what? baby. I'm not saying that. that Keep getting the son. Keep getting the son. That baby would be way different because my mindset is different. Right. But I don't think kids gonna see that uh, until they get older and either have kids themselves or
0: realize that you are people. Yeah. And that feeling comes with. I ain't gonna lie. That usually takes having kids. I don't care how mature a person uh, you are. Let me speak for self.
1: (laughs) I would have to agree with you because I can 100% and I'm pretty sure my kids would even tell you. I was a much better mom when I was a single mom. Not. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Back up. Back up. Not talking about my husband. But I'm talking about between the time before me currently getting married. But from my first marriage through to my divorce, up until my now current right. marriage, I was a much better mom when it was just me and them, than it was with me and them and their dad. Right. Because I realized a lot of times the anger and the emotion that I had with their dad got passed to them. It got passed to them. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't take it out on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like their, that control, which that's a whole nother whole nother episode. <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying. They got the worst of me, and it wasn't even because that sounds so bad like, it wasn't like their dad yes, do sure. something with me, and then I would be like, I'm gonna go check it out on these kids. But if I was that's sad, how it goes. right? Like, if he had right. made me sad, they had a sad mom, so I was like, Hey, can we go play? I don't feel like it, mm-hmm. I just want to sit here and, and be sad. Or if he had made me angry and they came in here, No, I'm not gonna go down there and cook, y'all can eat some cereal, you know what I'm saying? So they would get whatever the emotion was that I was in. And when he didn't have access to that control and it was just me, we had a much, I mean, like, and I was single during like COVID so as a single mom and we had a great time during COVID. Like we started farming and raising a dog that we don't care for anymore. I'm just playing. But yeah, like we had a really good time game night and cooking together. And So
2: what did they say when you got this new person? Because they, they, they never really had you to themselves. I guess they did. Okay,
0: but wait. Not to stop, but policing, tying... Because that's kind of getting us off topic. 34. But to tie in what you're saying mm-hmm. into topic, do you think like that's a level of toxicity within itself? Like
1: Because... It goes back to my question that I asked at the beginning about absent dads. When their dad was present... I was a very toxic mom. When their dad was absent, I was not. They were much happier children just with me. See, they were very happy with... But, right. they,
2: but see, because you could be co-parenting... Well, I'm saying, no, no, but their
1: dad did not spend time with them. So they had an absent dad that was physically there, giving mm-hmm. them a toxic mom. Mm-hmm. So when he left, it wasn't like now so they had an absent dad. They already had one. Now they have a non-toxic mother. So in my situation, it was better that they had the actually physically absent father. Mm -hmm. It made me a better, less toxic mother. And so that's where my question was coming in at the beginning, like with all of that. So yeah. You had asked me something, but I can't remember what it was.
2: I forgot to, but... (laughs) Um, that brings up to me as a child you be able to have that balance though because with you I remember your question Um, I think I lost it though but with you and the dad being gone it was just you so in the beginning with me when I was a single mom it was just me and it was everything I will say because I said or whatever I feel or how I was feeling at the time versus two people in a home and being able to bounce stuff off and relieve that. Um, As a single mom in the beginning, it was, oh, I'm mama, I'm daddy, and blah, blah, blah. I had that mindset until I got a man to where, who showed what a daddy was. And I'm like, oh, no, I couldn't, I was not doing that. Like, they really do need a dad. It's a real big difference.
1: See, in my situation, so my ex-husband was definitely the disciplinarian. But to the point where it would be stuff they didn't really need to be disciplined for. Like, sometimes you have to say they're kids. They're going to make mistakes. Like, if they will run up the stairs, right? And he say, don't run up the stairs. Kids get excited about, like, a crinkly sounding piece of paper. You give a four-year-old the little poppy things that come, and they're excited. So, my son would get one and run upstairs and give it to his brothers. So, his dad would, be like, come back down here. And then he would whoop him, and then he would make him walk up and down the stairs a hundred times. Or I would be like, it's really not that serious. I would be the one of like, hey, let's walk up and down the stairs together. Me and you, we're going to do it twice. And we're going to pace ourselves and we're going to move slowly. And I'm going to tell you why I want you to walk up the stairs because you can fall and hurt yourself. Um, mommy fell and chipped her tooth on some stairs when she was a little girl and her whole half of her tooth came out. You don't want that. One day I was running to the car and I tripped and ran into the car and busted my lip open. And now I got a little mark on my lip where I had stitches. I would have taken the time to explain it to them. I would have done because I still, they are 13, my 13 year old, when he runs up and down the stairs, I'm like, Philip, I want you to walk up and down the stairs five times because if you do it enough, it'll become habit. So you'll stop running. You don't need to have, you don't have to get beat for it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like with him, it was very different. Like I get what you're saying like you had someone to bounce things off of. I couldn't bounce anything off of him because what I said didn't matter. It was his way or no way and they were gonna get a whooping whether I liked it or not. I would lie so they wouldn't get in trouble. i like mean, I told him to do that. I told him to run up there real quick and give it to him. Because I there was one day where Hunter got seven whoopings and I was like he's four. For God's sake, he's four. His ass was red and black. He looked like he was a player for UGA. Like, he had on a whole jersey. And you know? I was like, he's four. He's one to learn. And even a couple of months ago, Joe was like, looking back, I really feel like maybe you just didn't really. You know, he said, you were a kid. You really just weren't retaining what I was saying. He's like, yeah, I think I whipped you too much. You did, sir. You did. You did. It's just the gods on the truth. And even Hunter will say, "He's like, yeah, I feel like I used to get whoopings for everything. And it was like, my parents will tell you that. My mom, to this day, will be in tears. Like, I didn't want my baby over there with him because I knew he was going to get a whooping. So, where you had, like, hey, I got somebody here and I can bounce stuff off. I had someone there and there was no bouncing. It was his way. It was always going to be his way. So, I think that's where, again, I'm like, sometimes that absent dad may not be such a bad thing. Because... If we're saying absent father as an absent seed maker, not absent father figure, but absent person who dropped the seed in me. Some of us make bad decisions on who we let get us pregnant. Facts. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So maybe it's not a bad thing he's absent because your question to me was now that I have somebody in my life, my kids adore their stepdad. They love their dad too, but it's very different. We have family game night. My ex-husband wouldn't take the kids out to eat. Kids don't know how to act in a restaurant. I was like, if you don't take them to a restaurant and teach them how to behave in one, they won't know how. Right. So, up until a couple of years ago, going to a restaurant was like a really, really big deal. Like, it had to be some important reason for us to go. Colin would come over. We're going to have a guy's night. They'd go to the Mexican restaurant. And he'd get them virgin daiquiris. And they would feel so (laughs) special that they had to get a virgin daiquiri. And I remember Philip waste his drink and he said, I was so afraid I was gonna get in trouble. He said, You won't believe what Mr. Colin said. I was like, What did he say? Because I'm thinking, like, I will book on this motherfucker. What did he say? And he was like, He's like, It's all right, we'll just get another one. He said, Ma, he got me another one. And I was like, That shouldn't be a big deal. Like, that shouldn't be like a defining moment for you in life. Because had it been his dad, and he wasted that drink. Let me get a second. we finna go. Whether dinner had come, whether we got our food, he didn't have the patience to teach and raise his children. So now that they have someone in their life who actually treasures them, and not that he doesn't get frustrated with them because he does, but he takes the time to try to teach them how to do things the right way, how to be young men, how to enjoy life, how to experience life. I I think they like it. So how do you think his kids feel? I think his kids are okay. He has an older daughter. Um, I don't really know. She's not really super communicative with him or me. Communicative. Not communicative. I know the word. Boom.
0: Um, His son.
1: I think his son really likes being around my kids. Like, they seem to have a really good time together. They have a good relationship. Um, Like I told him, I don't feel like I am a stepmother. Like, I don't really have a relationship with his kids. Um, But that's because they don't really care to have one. I'm okay with that. They have a mom that they love and that's who they choose to have a relationship with. It's not something I'm trying to like force on them. So I think for me, it's more awkward than it is for the kids. Like the kids have a good relationship with him and then his son has a good relationship with my sons. And so that's really for me all that matters. But I think it's okay. I think I'm gonna have to ask him that. But I'm sure he says say it's good.
2: So, we're kind of running over. So, let's just go around the table and say, do you think absent dads are, what's the question? Absent What's dads worse, are, the toxic moms or, or the absent, absent dads? dads?
1: And what would you say? I'm going to say the toxic I'm sticking with my original. The toxic moms are worse than the absent dads.
0: I'm going to say toxic mom just because the majority of the time the mom is the one that's the sole like person there, and so the her behavior, her attitudes, and things really like form and shape a child into who they become, whether they realize it or not. Kiev. So, uh, I think
2: uh, I might think of absent dad. Because absent uh, a present dad, a present good dad right. a present good dad will help curb the the toxic mom and help with a lot of the things that um, the mom might go through that's toxic and check her ass on things that need to be checked. Um, and then I think a lot of times moms are toxic. Because women are toxic because of some man. Right. And that goes back to the,
0: the dad again. But so then it becomes a whole circle because even if the dad is there, he can still be just as toxic and detrimental to the
1: good dad. I must say at some point, everyone has to mm-hmm. take ownership of themselves. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if your behavior is determined based off someone else's treatment towards you, then you have very little self-control right um so you are going to be a toxic person because you don't even know how to control self so i do think it is important that that cycle be broken if possible so
2: but that's a whole nother podcast because <laughs> no what was, was it oh another podcast i think I'm that's a whole nother podcast. podcast a whole <laughs> nother podcast <laughs> yes. I'm going to
1: think we go keep that. Yeah, like <laughs> Alright, so let's close it out. Thank you guys for listening. This was Auntie Said. I'm Crystal. I'm Nisha. I'm Kiev. <laughs> and Kazia is here in spirit. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.